It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Welcome back to Beyond the Building. We are so grateful that you're with us today as we are, what, Deb, in our third week of January. Crazy, we're in 2022. And we are excited to be talking about the concept of just being new. Super short title for this month. Uh, We're just talking about new. We've looked at the fact that God uses new in so many different ways in our last two episodes and how God shapes us through the new. And today we have a special opportunity to share with one of my dear friends here in Franklin, Tennessee, Her name is Sandy Lyon, and she is here to be with us and share her story about what God has done in her new season. Uh, Deb, I say uh, when I talk about Sandy, I use two words, caring and compassionate, and I am so excited for you to hear her story and hear the compassion and the love for Jesus uh, that Sandy exhibits in everything that she does. I am so grateful that you guys get to connect here, and I'm really excited for our listeners to hear her story. Yeah, Sandy. So welcome. Any any friend of Laura's is a friend of mine, <laughs> and uh, so we're we're just thanks for giving us your time this afternoon. And I have not heard your story, so I am anxious to hear about you because Laura has talked about this woman in her Bible study in Franklin, and well, here we are. So yeah. welcome to Beyond the Building. And why don't you start off with just telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, thank you for having me. I'm flattered and I'm honored. Uh, I am married. Husband's name is Tony. We are both from Southern California, where we married in Santa Barbara. We have two sons. Our oldest is Jack. He's 27. And our second son is Henry. He's 25. We currently live in Brentwood, Tennessee. I work for two families. I'm what they call a personal assistant or a house manager. And I show up and do anything they ask me to do on any given day. And it brings me great joy to serve these two families. I would say I love people. I love travel and new places, actually anything new. I love the Lord. I love pugs. And (laughs) I love food. (laughs) That is all good stuff. I know Deb has a... I was going to say the pug thing. You got me there because my uh, son and daughter-in-law, they have a pug. So I essentially have a grand pug named That's right. Wilson. So <laughs> pug owners are special people. That's right. I love it. And I've seen Lucy, uh, Sandy's pug too. They are very, very sweet. Uh, so Sandy, you and I met at a Bible study at Church of the City uh, shortly after I moved here. And I remember the first day when you sat down at the table, I just knew uh, that you were going to be my friend. You know, we were only in that study for just a few weeks because COVID happened. And I remember uh, when you started sharing your heart with us um, about your story, where you'd been, uh, where you are. And I just remember thinking, oh my, Sandy has been through so much new. And sometimes when we experience new, I don't know, I know in my seasons when God has spoken to my heart, like there's something new coming. I want to jump up and down and get all excited, right? Because who doesn't want new, right? We want something new. And yet sometimes new comes with a hard season before it. And new isn't always easy. New comes with hard. So I know you're going to share today about the hard that you have experienced in your transitions, in your new, and what you've learned through it. So just 
uh, take a couple minutes, kind of tell us where you were prior to this uh, specific new that we're going to talk about today, this hard season. Well, we've lived so many different places in our marriage. Tony is in automotive. Uh, I had to jot them down so I wouldn't forget a city. Uh, and every time we moved, we transitioned. We bought and sold our home. We started completely over. New schools for our boys, found a new church, new Bible study, of course, new friends and neighbors, doctor, community. And that takes great effort. Uh, God always honors our search and rewards with, with just where we are supposed to be. But it wasn't always easy. We lived in Southern California, where we're from, and that's where we had two boys. And then Ford Motor Company would move us, of all places, to Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> yes, Southern California. <laughs> going to the show. Then we moved back to Southern California. All of our moves were only two years in each state. Oh, my then, Amazing, amazing. Uh, across the country to Orlando, Florida. Then he would move us back to Northern California, just outside of San Francisco in a small town called San Ramon. And then with Ford, we were transferred to Denver, Colorado. <laughs> My husband was with Chrysler. And then out of the blue, he received an offer from Nissan to move us to Seattle, Washington. And then Nissan moved us to headquarters in Franklin, Tennessee. Amazing. Quite the journey. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm blown away because my parents just sold their house in North Philadelphia of 56 years. And and I told my husband from this house where we live, we'll, uh, my next stop will be a box. I'm like, I'm not leaving. I'm not moving. So when I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I just moved across a town and thought that was a big deal. Right, right. So, Sandy, I know that you just referenced that so many of these moves, I mean, there are just so many, but they were all two short years at a time. And uh, but there was one that was significantly longer that really made a tremendous impact on your life. Yes, we were in Denver 12 years, and that's where we really formed community. We loved the home we were in, our neighbors. We made great friends. Our boys were able to stay in middle school and graduate high school both there and having lived every other state only two years starting over this was just a dream come true to be somewhere mm. for 12 years i was in an amazing bible study at our church those girls became my bestest of friends i still stay in touch with them now we were so active in our church the children and youth groups and uh, we loved the four seasons in denver colorado and just everything about it but it was the best of everywhere we had lived mm. and had no idea that that would not be our final stop. Mm. Mm. Wow. Well, I would imagine that you had never experienced that. Your boys had never experienced something like that, where you were actually putting down roots in a place and building these friendships. And just like you're talking about your Bible study, your boys are also developing relationships and friendships. And so how your family is just thriving. I would imagine like on your three and four, you're going, oh my goodness, we're still here. And five <laughs> and six and 10, you know, oh my goodness, we're just going to be here forever, right? But then we know that's not the story. We know that God continues to do something new in your life and you end up in a an unexpected place, which was <laughs> Seattle, Washington. Seattle, right. Yes. 
So husband was offered a position with Nissan to start a regional office just outside of Seattle, Washington. And wow, that was a big, big decision, but we honored the Lord and my husband was obedient, accepting the offer. And it was time to start facing reality of leaving Denver, saying goodbyes and packing up. Mm, and mm. probably hardest decision and I had to make was say, yes, I, I'm, I'm on board, I'm willing, God willing, here we, here we go and be excited about it. And we went. Mm. Not knowing that so much would happen at mm. this time, in addition to moving to a new state, a cold, dark, yes. rain, rain, <laughs> rainy, yes. rainy state. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. So hard. And, and Sandy, are you somebody who loves to just put your uh, roots down in friendships, in relationships? Is that like your personality to be very embedded in the friendships that you have? It is. I care so deeply about them. My heart mm -hmm. is is large for people, family and friends, e even strangers. So wow. to have left that community and those friends that we were doing life together with. Mm. You were raising your kids together. I mean, that just raising your kids with girlfriends is a huge connector. It's almost like I could, almost if I had to picture your emotions, it would be like taking that industrial strength um, bandage from a hospital and slowly ripping it off your arm. Like It's just a slow pain as mm. you're tearing away. Um, mm. Not not friendships, but you know what I'm saying? Like you can't see people all the time like you're used to seeing them. I can't imagine. So did you have questions inside? Like, oh, my gosh. What if I can't find community, like right off the bat? Yes, I did. You were right, Debbie. I was friends with the ladies. Our children were friends. Our husbands were friends. We did everything together. So I questioned who I would find in Seattle and what that would look like. At the same time, experienced all life changes, seasons, transitions, triggers, whatever word we want to use here. Um, at the same time of moving to the new state while we were packing up our Denver home, literally the day the moving truck was there, I got a phone call from my sister that my father had just had a stroke. And so I had to hop on a plane, leave the movers to pack the van. He ended up only living three weeks. Oh my goodness. At the same time, our little pug, back to pugs, our mm. other pug, Chloe, she was 10 and she had had cancer and she decided that it was her time. And for all you dog lovers, wow, to have to choose to put down a pet, that was very mm -hmm. difficult. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable story. All of my Bible study sisters surprised me in the veterinarian's office. Oh. With oh. And oh. we're in the room with me. And we all said a prayer, held hands as the veterinarian put her to sleep. It's not a beautiful thing. That's how close we Bible study sisters were. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Oh, oh. So my father, my dog, and then with the two boys, our second son was leaving for college in Southern California. So we were becoming empty nesters. So I knew Seattle, Washington, I wouldn't have friends, as you say, which is so much easier to connect when you have children at home and their activities. And then we were moving right in the middle of winter 
it rained the day we arrived for I don't know how many months, maybe six. Mm. And the clouds are low in Seattle. They're low. They feel like they're right on top of you. And it's very gray. And I'm such a Southern California, happy, sunny, positive, bounce in my step type of gal. Oh, I was. <laughs> Lots of rain. And I had a home staging business, an interior design business that was just taking off. I had several realtors that called upon me and I would stage their listing. And I had just that month been asked to speak at one of the real estate offices to share my business with them and had to walk away from that. And that was interesting because that was the first time Sandy was doing something for Sandy. All the other moves mm. were something I talked about in reference. But here in Denver, we were there long enough for me to discover what I enjoyed and what I was good at and a little sense of self-purpose. And I left that as well. So that's a lot. All, all literally in about two weeks, maybe three weeks time. That, 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 that's so much, Sandy. I mean, that's everything. Every Like you said, every type of loss, you're experiencing it as you're going to someplace you weren't expecting. Just who knew? I think when people think I'm stepping into the new, it's like you put your hands out to have somebody place something new in your hands. And I'm listening to you. It's almost like you said yes to God and you put your hands out for the new. And there were a lot of things that were actually taken from your hands. And you're sitting there looking at your hands empty in a new state where there is no sun, you know, it's yes. like, yeah, just, wow. What a change. What a change. Yeah. My Denver Bible study girls, would call me daily they took turns i'd receive a phone call from one of them every day or a note mm. in the mail oh, yes wow I, I was lonely i was searching for spiritual friends there in seattle and i was looking for what i had in denver and uh, as god would have it i had one friend who lived in seattle she's still there uh, she works full-time career gal but I, I had her and her family embrace me during this time, but it took a long time to, to meet one more friend. Mm. And that was all God. He was changing. He was changing my heart for sure. And then as it would come about my mother, who was 13 years, my father's junior. So she was young and joie de vivre and she was going to live for another decade or two. We were besties she would out of the blue have a series of five strokes and um, I would fly back and forth to Southern California from Seattle with the pug on the plane, who was my rock when I could and mm. care for my mother um, until she could no longer walk or speak. And then the Lord would take her. Mm. Sandy, this is a hard, hard season. I mean, just hearing you talk and even, you know, we're we're taping this on Zoom to to watch your face as you're sharing this story. It's a hard, hard season, and to to think of you walking such a hard season in a, a lonely place with no uh, spiritual friends around you. I I see you here in Tennessee um, and how you thrive in community and how you care deeply and compassionately for every single woman that you come in contact with. I just I can't imagine. I mean, I already knew this was part of your story, but I cannot even picture you in that place. And I think to to think of you, vibrant, joyful, um, always on the, the hunt for who can you bless, who's God leading you to, what is God speaking for you to do, to think of you in that, that dark place, I, I can't even picture it. And to me, it's uh, one of the reasons 
I really was excited to have you share your story is because that is that new is not easy. And I think there are so many people out there right now listening who are experiencing new that is not easy. Um, and I think that they're relating to your story. And even as you go on to the things that you've learned through it, um, I just can't even picture you in that place. Well, I never felt fully alone. I knew God was with me. I really did. I never wanted to give up. I always knew he had more for me. I just didn't know what or where. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, it was really hard to leave Denver. Um, but when we sold our house, out of the blue, we had an offer above asking. And that was just when that was just first starting. So I knew he was blessing this move and uh, that we just, yes, I would eventually find purpose and connections and honored my husband's decision. and. Felt like I was leaving everything behind, but I was ready to start new again. Amen. And yes, yes. I, I do remember those days in church. With, uh, one of my favorite things to do really is to worship, hands in the air worship. I remember church Sundays just sitting next to all my girlfriends, just saying, really, can I do this? And I heard the Lord said, yes, yes, mm. yes, you go. Wow, wow. Sometimes I think it's really good that he doesn't describe to us what it is we're stepping into mm. because you went with a heart trusting that God was in it and looking for what God wanted to do. But if he had said, here's what you're going to experience, you might've been like, mm, yeah, exactly. I don't hear God calling me to Seattle, you know, <laughs> go ahead. I'll miss you, but I'm going to stay put. Uh, but I think nothing's wasted, right? Nothing is wasted when God uh, takes us from place A to place B, perhaps in place B, he's preparing you for place C, mm. you know, but you have to walk in that. Wow. So you get out there, yes. to, you get out there to Seattle or to, yeah, to Seattle and you honored your husband's decision and you don't have your dog and you don't have your children. Uh, did your, um, what, what was it like for you now sitting in that church not surrounded by your friends. Lonely, very lonely. Um, I, I knew God was with me, but there were days, Debbie and Laura, that it was hard for me to get out of the house. Hmm. Dark outside, uh, Seattle, they say there's the Seattle freeze for people that live there. It's, it was hard to meet anybody. And I would pray every day, Lord, just bring somebody into my life. Have somebody say hello to me at a store or on the street walking the pug or invite me over or greet me. So mm. there, were, there were some long, lonely days, but I, I never gave up hope and as God would do, he really cleared my schedule now that I look back because I think I wasn't supposed to be busy with friends that I was supposed to be there for my mother mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. ill and fail and I could care yes. for her. Yes. And I did to the best of my ability. Meanwhile, mourning what and grieving all that I had lost, but mm. fulfilling with caring for her and her, what would be her final year, which mm. was just incredible. Mm -hmm. that, yes. So he walks you through that. 
uh, you make a choice. What I, I keep hearing you say is, you know, you had to choose. You had to choose to still get up and get out and worship and and stay in the word and pray. And those, and those emotion days where you don't feel like doing that, there's nothing wrong with that, but you still made a choice you know, to, to plug on and trust that God was still in it, but now you're in Tennessee and of all places, right now you're in <laughs> right in the middle, LARP Raina country. <laughs> Woohoo! I'm so like excited. The queen of networking people, right? But you must look, you have to look back and say, wow, I am so different. God really produced some fruit in my own life in that season. So as you reflect back, what are some of the new things that God was doing in you in that season uh, of the heart in Seattle? Preparing me for all things new, um, asking me to surrender my everything to him and give up everything that I knew in all of my previous uh, lives, cities we've lived in and prepare me for a Southern California gal for moving to the South. Uh, again, wow, back across the country, but it was a time for a fresh start for us. My mom was gone. My dad was gone. Our friends were in Colorado and he was saying, I'm going to make you yet new again. And you just wait and see what I have for you truly. So I waited again. We've been here four years. Uh, it was a quiet first few years here, but we had so much company travel and People bring me great joy. So we opened our home. Our home is like a ministry, truly. We bought a beautiful home. It's it's not the home. It's the people in it, right? So I have a guest book at the front door, and uh, anybody is welcome anytime. And so we've had three years, well, four years now, but the first two of a lot of lot of company. Sons, my sons visit often, and then one of our sons, Henry, would be furloughed from his job in Southern California and move in with us at the beginning of COVID. And so I never could have expected where I'm living, what I'm doing and our life here in Tennessee. And I am so grateful. That is our word for 2022. It's my word every day for how he's prepared me, how he's asked me to surrender all. I pray every day, Lord, please use me. And he does in a mighty way. And here we are and and we love it and he has provided spiritual community for me through church of the city as laura said we met at table eight at our church and then had a little break with COVID, and she started a new bible study in her home and i'm so blessed to be a part of uh, that sisterhood well and you know we feel exactly the same way all the women in this franklin brownstone bible study are blessed sandy by you being a part and, uh, you know, we saw you, we met you at table eight, some of us, and then we've met you here in Bible study. And uh, you are a, you are a woman of compassion. You are a woman of joy. You have a tremendous caring heart. And you are, I remember sharing with the ladies at the Esther banquet, you are the special behind all of the things that happen. You know, all of the little touches, all of the things that knit people's hearts together, are uh, things that God puts on your heart to do for this community. And I think we all knew that about you. And then there was one particular uh, Thursday morning where you shared your story of transition. And it was almost like I could just see it being written down in a book. Uh, this is who she is. And now this is why. 
And so I think one of the things, uh, listening to your story, thinking about your story, is that God uses this hard to shape the gifts and the call that he has on our lives. And you are who you are today. You have this heart for people who are lonely. You have this heart for people who are hurting. You have this heart for people who have a need or are new themselves and are experiencing a hard season themselves because you have walked every single hard season that we would read in a book are the hard things that we're going to go through in life. And some of them you've walked at the very same time. And so it does not surprise me when somebody in Bible study shares a request and Sandy, you've been there, you've been there. And so you reach out. I think a huge takeaway from your story for our listeners today is the broken places that you're experiencing, the hard places that you're experiencing in transition or new, whatever that looks like, loss, grief, moving, uh, inner healing that needs to take place, these hard places. When we surrender, like you just said, we are actually saying to God, take take my heart in these hard places and form it and shape it into the woman you want me to be in this season and in the next and use me, you know? And I think that's where your heart of compassion comes from. It's grown out of a, a heart that's come through a hard place. And when you say the word gratitude, Sandy, <laughs> I mean, you know we wear the gratitude shirt, right? You say the word gratitude, and I see it all over you. I know you are a woman who constantly is thanking the Lord. Thank you, Laura. Yes, yes, I am so thankful. I'm full of gratitude for every day, every moment, never knowing what he will bring. I, and I'm trying to be so present, too, and not miss him as we get so busy with life and our plans to find peace in each day and present and how he can use me. And I'm enjoying the new and following mm-hmm. him where he lead and literally who knows where next. I hope it's not outside of Tennessee. I do love it here and <laughs> just starting to thrive. Yes, and yes, yes. You're like, please, sure. God, no. <laughs> yes, please, oh. please, please, please. And yet he has a plan. And if I pray, use me, we'll see where that is. But, I love it. Um, yes, he does give it. us new new in every season. And I, I just choose to live for him. No longer my own, my own ways. Uh, I have a servant's heart as we've alluded to and learned that his plans are so much far better. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Yes. You know, if you'd want to draw a, a comparison in any way, right. Not that we can line up just next to Jesus, but think about everything he left right in yes. heaven and his, his position and the comforts right of heaven to come down here. I, you know, we just passed Christmas season and he came down to serve the ultimate servant um, of all, which we're so grateful for what he did, but he literally made the biggest move ever. You know, that was even bigger than Seattle to, you know, to Nashville, but it's, he did that because of his love and his empathy. And I think when I hear you guys talk about how you are serving needs in this Bible study, I think it's because you feel the ache of the, you know, absence in people's lives and it's your love for them and your gratitude of how God met you in the process that allows you to put other people's needs first. And, and that's what he did. That's what he absolutely put our needs before his own um, and obediently went where the father told him to go, knowing that he was going into the new was going to be extremely hard. Mm. And I think you're just modeling it. You're modeling it here uh, on earth. 
you know, mm-hmm. something that he did. Amen. Thank you. I have learned that he provides exactly what and who we need at his right time and place. That Amen. is my takeaway from all of this. And he is so in the details of our lives. He he really is. As I was praying to prepare for this today and uh, on my exercise flight, all of my favorite worship songs just came on one mm-hmm. right after and many of them got me through these these tough times mm. and that he at that exact time would just say here we go sandy here are your favorite songs i'm i'm just so grateful he's such a loving father amen yes. amen amen another one of my favorite things to do is to take daily walks with our pugs and i see asking him to use me i see crosses on every walk wow Wow. And that's from choosing to be present, right? I'll look yes. up in the sky and there's one, or I'll look down at my feet and there are two twigs that are just yes. in the cross. And I know he is saying, thank you, Sandy, for trusting me, for following me, for your servant's heart. I love you. I am with you. And uh, just be ready for what I have in store for you. And I say, Amen. Amen. Sandy, I think that is a, just a great note to end this conversation on, uh, that that he does love you, that he is with you, and he, no matter where you go on this journey, right, he's got it. He's with you in all times and all places. I think one of the powerful things about our testimony is the Bible says we overcome by the word of the testimony and the blood of the lamb. So we overcome as we speak our testimony, but we also encourage other people. And so we just want to thank you, Deb and myself. Thank you for being uh, willing to share the hard uh, with our listeners, with us, and be an encouragement to other people uh, in the hard parts of your story. Um, It has been a gift to have you here with us today. Yeah, we're so grateful. Thank you, Sandy, for coming. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, you, Laura. One of the scriptures that got me through, 1 Thessalonians 5.17, rejoice at all times, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in every circumstance. Amen. Amen. I love that. And that is just, that's a beautiful place. I can see how that got you through. Well, for our listeners, thank you for being here with us. Uh, We have a few more weeks in January, and next week you're going to have the gift of another testimony from a friend in Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, We are going to have Tracy Hutcherson with us sharing her story uh, of her new and how God has been using her and shaping her in that way. So I know this, uh, this story is an encouragement to many who have listened, or maybe you know people who are going through seasons of transition or on your own walk, you just know that this is something that God is working in your heart. Uh, we just encourage you to share this story. We know that when the word goes out, right, it changes hearts and it shapes hearts and just encourages the body of Christ. So thanks for being here with us today from Deb, Sandy, and myself. Uh, we just love you. We pray for you. And we look forward to talking to you again next week. God bless you guys. Take care and have a great day. Thanks, everybody. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.